Hey, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. Now, as a real estate investor, we're bound to experience the highs and lows of getting deals, but also getting rejected. There's going to be setbacks and challenges. And trust me, the lows can get pretty dark. Today's guest is David Meltzer. And man, this guy is unbelievably successful. But if you stick around to the end, our guest will share the one big thing, his one big failure where he lost millions of dollars and how he was able to bounce back from that. And we've had this as a common theme on the, on the podcast before. I love asking these kind of failure stories because we learn more than anything. But man, you know, David does five minute, uh, you know, coaching sessions for like $1,500, right? We had him for 20 minutes. It's some good stuff. It was hard to ask the right questions and we made him squirm a little bit. So stick around because you definitely don't want to miss it. The other thing I want to do is we're uh, we're helping an organization called Uganda Counseling and Support Services. It's uh, I'm the chair of the board. I've been doing this for about 12, 13 years. The founder is Dr. Ronald Kaluuya, and he's doing amazing work over there in Uganda. I've been over there twice. And you can help us make a huge difference. The U.S. dollar goes such a long way over there. For $25 a month, you can make a difference in children's lives to keep them in school and keep them healthy. So check it out at themichaelblank.com forward slash Uganda and join me in supporting those kids. I also want to shout out uh, Tarina W. from LinkedIn. Always looking at our socials. We're looking for something, uh, either questions or anything like that. And she says, hello, Michael. I've met so many people who find the SDA, the syndicated deal and underwriting tool, effective as well as your training events. So thank you for that as well. And uh, we have a first deal. We always love shouting out first deals. So if you've done a first deal and you've been influenced by the book, the podcast, or the SDA or any one of our programs, then let us know. Contact us and let us know because we want to track this. Our mission is to help a thousand people, uh, families become financially free. So this one is Christian Jost, and he did a 71 unit in Alabama for 2.8 million. That was his first deal. And he's working with uh, our mentor, full-time syndicator, Jeremy Lemire. So nice job with that. You know, it seems like about every week, we have one of our mentoring students do a deal that is their first deal. And I'm really excited about how effective our program has grown over the years. If you want to check out mentoring, if you value mentorship, you want to work with a, a full-time syndicator one-on-one, -on -one, then check out our mentoring programs at themichaelblanc.com forward slash mentor. You can schedule a call with us and see if it's right for you. All right, with that, let's get our co-host on the show. Garrett Lynch, what's going on? What's going on, Michael? So we got a little bit of a deep discussion with our, our VIP guest here, David Meltzer. And one of the things that it triggered is sometimes, especially earlier in our life, we do things that we think makes us happy. You know, we strive towards it sometimes for very long periods of time, and then we achieve those things, and then we realize it doesn't actually make us happy. <laughs> Have you ever heard anything like that? Oh, yeah. So the biggest one for me was I thought I was like, well... The, my goal, my end goal is to just make a ton of money and retire early and live on a beach and that, and, or on an island. And that was, uh, was going to make me happy. That was my definition of what happiness looked like. And I couldn't be more wrong once I actually simulated that. So back in 2016, I had a, just got bought out of my company and I had a bunch of money and a ton of time. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try this. I'm going to go live in Australia. And I went to Bondi Beach near Sydney in Australia, which is one of the most gorgeous beaches you could possibly go to. And I lived there for a little while and I didn't do anything except go to the beach. And 
go to restaurants. And, and after about three weeks of doing that, I was like, this is horrible. And I didn't know why it was weird. I had more money than I had ever had at that point. I had more time than I ever had at that point. And I thought that this was the end game. And what I realized is that because I wasn't producing anything in the world, I actually was going backwards and it didn't feel good. And so that was a huge realization for me. That is not the, the end game, that I shouldn't be pursuing this and that there is another way forward. And so ironically, ran into David after this and learned some amazing lessons around, around that stuff, which we get into a little bit in the interview. You know, uh, life of, of purpose and meaning is, is really the holy grail. That's what we're looking for. And sometimes we look for ways we think we can get satisfaction and, and meaning, and we just can't get none. You know what I mean? I mean, it was similar for me. In, in 2000, I had a software IPO with a company I was with and had a, more money in my account than I've ever had before. And so uh, we had, a, this was back in the software heyday, and so we had these paid sabbaticals. So it was 90-day paid sabbatical. So I went and traveled the world to literally all through Asia for 90 days. And man, after about, for me, it wasn't three weeks as much. I think it was like four weeks for me. I literally physically felt my brain slow down. Like I, my thinking slowed down. I would sleep. I would go to bed at nine and get up at like 10 the next morning thinking I needed 11 hours of sleep. And I was like, holy cow, early retirement is awful. Like whoever even invented this should be shot, flogged and publicly whatever. It's awful. And I, especially men. I mean, like, I think we're wired to be productive somehow. Like the, the, the act of sitting on your, on your butt for too long goes against a lot of our grains. And, and it just, it just, it triggered the, the thing for me that it wasn't success that I'm after because I can, I can keep chasing the dollar for a long time because honestly, you can never really have enough. Right. So at one point, you got to kind of make a shift from, you know, success to significance where you can still be successful, but your priority is not no longer on success. And so we talk about that with our guest here, David Meltzer, super interesting guy. Uh, he co-founded Sports One Marketing and he served as CEO of the renowned uh, Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the blockbuster movie, Jerry Maguire. That's, that was his company. And that was obviously a stunning success. Uh, he, he's then been producing, most lately, some streaming shows. He's really excited about that on Bloomberg and Amazon Prime. It's called A Minute Drill and Office Hours. He's a host of the Playbook podcast. He's got training, mentoring, live events. His life mission is to empower over 1 billion people with happiness. So this guy is a top performer, and his definition of success has changed over the years, like a lot of us has as well. So let's get right into the interview with David Meltzer. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. This is the show for you. David, welcome to the show today. I am so excited to be here. It's game time. I'm ready to go. I appreciate both of you taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of game time, what's this uh, green screen you have behind you? What, what, where are you at right now? <laughs> That's a setup because this is not a green screen. I, I'm the only guy in COVID that has a better office than a green screen. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I uh, blessed to have my office at SoFi Stadium, my podcast studio. Got a conference room here, and I get to watch the games from my own office. That's pretty cool, Dave. I have a. 
an aquarium. So, so uh, that's a fa- fantastic office you have there. But look, you have you've had amazing success in, in your life. You, know, you co-founded Sports One Marketing. You're CEO of uh, Lay Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. That was the inspiration for the awesome movie Jerry Maguire. And then you've uh, best-selling author, top 100 business coach. You have your own podcast called The Playbook. But what I want to know, Dave, is what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from that? Well, my biggest failure resulted in me losing over $100 million and going bankrupt in 2008. But the failure was in myself, not taking stock in who I was and what I wanted to become. The failure was forgetting what I was raised on. I had a single mom, six kids who packed my dinner in a paper bag and worked two jobs and taught me four valuable lessons, four valuable values that through growing up in a world of not enough where everything happened to me as a victim and moving into a world where I was a millionaire, nine months out of law school, a multimillionaire, running Samsung's phone division, then running the most notable sports agency, then big global marketing company, then having my own brand. I started to live in a world of for me, buying things I didn't need to impress people I didn't like. But the most valuable lesson through all of that was one that I learned two years before I lost everything. And it was a lesson, a duplicative lesson of one, that there is something bigger than me. And that which is bigger than me loves me more than I love my own children. And once I had faith that there's something bigger than me that loves me that much, no longer was I trying to get wealthy, get happy, get healthy, get worthy. I realized I am happy and wealthy and worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? And through those lessons, I learned faith. Isn't that so important? Is I mean, entrepreneurs uh, have faith, wh- whether you're religious or not. I mean, the definition of entrepreneurship is having faith and belief in something. Yourself, you know, a higher power in other people. Like, you need this. This is like, right? And it's it's interesting that you learn that kind of late in life, right? Because because it is not just a reliance. I, I mean, I find I'm with you. It's not just a reliance on your on yourself. There is there is some some degree of recognizing that there's a higher power uh, out there, and uh, that makes a. I mean, how did that like change your life? It, it must have changed your mindset also in the way you treat people and approach things. Talk a little bit about that because I think it's an important thing. Yeah. So you know, living in a world of infinity and abundance is one no longer of a zero sum game. You know, mine was a very competitive background, probably like both of you, where I wanted to win, but if I won. That meant somebody had to lose. See, once you understand infinity and abundance, that there's more than enough of everything to everyone, when you win, the universe expands with your winning. Nobody loses. There's no diminished capacity of somebody else because you've gained capacity. And I think that paradigm shift was so essential to motivating and inspiring me to give everything away. See, there's this three-step lesson that I learned. And, and I learned it now, especially I got older from my mom is that most people appreciate what they have. See, when we appreciate what we have, it grows, it adds value. Then most people give it away. And that's called acknowledgement. You don't know what you have. You can't acquire the knowledge, acknowledge what you have unless it's taken, stolen, given away, or lost. But here's where most people fail. The most obvious. They don't ask for more because they feel guilty because they think there's a diminished capacity because they gave away what they have and someone's going to lose if they ask for more. No, the universe expands to what you want 
and you expand with what you want. So my mom, who's 80, who gave her life to her six children, gave her health to her six children, gave her wealth to her six children, her second grade class, the community, the Sunday schools, the list will go on and on to the people that she's impact, but she never asked for herself. So slowly but surely, although she expanded with appreciation and acknowledged the natural force depreciated to the point where when she's 80, she's lost her health. She no longer has the capacity of wealth to take care of herself. And the exact opposite of what she wanted with her later years in life, she wanted not to have to depend. She wanted to be the great catalyst that she was to me and my siblings. But instead, it hurts her. It doesn't hurt us, but it hurts her that we need to help her. David, this is actually really crazy. But so I actually, I, I don't know, you may not remember this, but we actually did some executive coaching with you probably like four or five years back. Oh, in the beginning. And, <laughs> yeah, in the beginning. I actually met you in person a few times when you were in Scottsdale. I do remember and, that. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that was at a time where I was trying to find my next partnership. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I was trying to figure out how to buy apartment complexes again from my last business. And I was listening to Connected to Goodness on a repeat. Like that was just one of my, that was like my required reading like over and over again. And so lo and behold, I found uh, Michael and, and Drew who are very much of this kind of mindset of like abundance and they're willing to share anything and everything. And so I think that's what helped lead me to them, which is really, really weird, but very cool uh, that we got there, here. And there I, are one no of the coincidences. Things, there are no, exactly. And I say that a lot too. There's things that I learned from you that are like burned into my brain that I, uh, that I come out now. That's really, really cool. So guys, David knows what he's talking about here. One of the things I remember is that uh, you said, you know, your purpose in life is to empower others with happiness. What is your why in this quest to empower others with happiness? Yeah. So for me, it's to teach the values of gratitude, which will give people perspective, forgiveness, which will give them peace or ease to get rid of the dis-ease that's created by the ego-based consciousness, accountability to allow people to have control of their own lives by asking themselves, what did I do to attract this to myself? What am I supposed to learn from it? And to be inspired in spirit, to use motivation to get us up, get us back up, get us started, get us back started, but to live in spirit inspiration will get you there. Motivation will get you up, but inspiration will get you there. And so by empowering people with these values, giving them daily practices of knowing their what, their who, the how, and the now, I want people to apply their why, right? Shift that paradigm. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? Knowing that prioritization is the antidote to procrastination, teaching people to know and have clear, balanced, focused coincidences or confidence in their lives to pay attention to and give intention to those coincidences, which will come rapidly and accurately by doing so. See, I'm looking for a thousand people, Garrett, like you, like Michael, who I know in your lifetimes will empower a thousand to empower a thousand by teaching people to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun themselves to do their best, learn lessons and have fun. That's funny. Our goal is to make a thousand people financially free with real estate, right? So it's the same thing because those thousand people, once they quit their job, they are now empowered to think about not just a life of success, but a life of significance. And it sounds like we're saying the same thing. We're just approaching it from very different, well, from similar angles, actually. I love that a lot. 
Uh, you mentioned some of the practices. You teach a lot of the practices uh, around uh, you know, accountability and gratitude. What are some of those practices that you encourage people to do, uh, not just to be successful, but maybe to be grateful, to be content? Like, what are, the, what are some of those things? Yeah, so number one, take inventory every day of what you want. Personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise. Know who you can help and who can help you with that. The fastest way to get to where you want to be, find someone in that position and ask them for directions. Know your how. So I teach things like the 520 rule, student in your calendar, three no rule, 25 no rule, variety of different pragmatic, the power of 64. And then if you know your what, your who, and your how, know your now. Learn to prioritize things by importance, using urgency as a subset, as Roosevelt talks about in his important versus urgency matrix. But know your priorities, your non-negotiables of health, family, wealth. Understand how to prioritize. And if you know your what, your who, your how, and your now, you will be able to apply your why, shift that paradigm to know you're happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, to clear the interference between you and the omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. As of this recording, we have 490 reviews on iTunes. So I appreciate everyone who has given this a review. But I want to get to 600, get twice as many reviews that we have as episodes. We have about 300 episodes, and I'd love to get to 600, and I need your help. Okay, so we're launching a bit of a challenge here for you. Here's how it works. First, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, okay? Use your app, subscribe so you don't miss these episodes that come out every single week. And then leave us an honest review on iTunes. Now, unfortunately, you have to use it through an, an Apple device or you got to download the iTunes app on, on the PC. Really irritating. But if you wouldn't mind, I'd surely appreciate it. Then you text the word contest to 66866. And then we'll just send you a link to enter the drawing, okay? So when you get the link, click on the link, and then follow the instructions in there. You're going to enter your email and enter the drawing. And when you do that, we're going to have 10 general winners. You're going to get our best-selling book on Amazon Financial Freedom with uh, real estate. And we just crossed a thousand reviews, Mark. So it's awesome. And you get one of these custom black freedom t-shirts that you can't get anywhere except for this challenge and our live events. And so we're going to give away 10 of those bundles. Then we're going to have three runner-up winners. You're going to get the shirt and the Freedom Book. You're also going to get a ticket to our upcoming event, Dealmaker Bootcamp, January 27 to 29 in Orlando. It's super cool. It's a unique experience where you're actually going to do your first deal in one and a half days. That's right. We're simulating your first deal. So if you have not done your first deal, you have to come to Orlando. It's $2,500. Uh, you can find more about that on Dealmaker Bootcamp event.com or just go to website themichaelblank.com. But if you enter this drawing, you have three chances at winning tickets to that event. And then we're going to have two grand prize winners. So you're going to get the shirt, the book, the ticket, and you're going to get access to our dealmaker certification, which is our online course with a 12-month experience. So that gets you a lot closer to doing your first deal. It is our it is the online course that we have with our DealMaker Mastermind community for a year to get you connected and into your first deal. It's a $3,000 value. So you're going to get about $5,500 worth of value in that grand prize. So again, text the word contest to 66866 and get, leave us an honest review on iTunes. We look forward to seeing you there. David, so one of the things that I learned early on in chatting with you is that you give people five minutes to learn and and somehow the five minutes 
was like the most impactful thing. And I, I'm just curious, why do you do that? Why do you manage your calendar that way? And you know, how did that come about? Because it's it's the craziest thing. Yeah. So Bob Proctor is one of my mentors and Bob's in his mid eighties now, but Bob told me that Dave on a phone call after five minutes, you're just visiting. So if you truly want to be productive to provide value to others, accessible, accessible to others and access what you want and grateful, be able to find the light, the love and the lessons and everything you do that you should have an objective of keeping all your phone calls to five minutes and allow yourself to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful. The other byproducts of having five-minute phone calls, and I do, I offer five minutes to anyone in the world. Anyone in the world, I will schedule a five-minute phone call to be of service or of value to you. And the greatest thing about it is it has such flexibility. See, if you and I had a two-hour meeting and I am late to that, it screws up your entire day. If I miss a five-minute phone call, nobody cares. Right, they, it's a blip on their day, and very, very few people. Because I do sometimes end up being a few minutes late. If you're three minutes late to a five-minute meeting, nobody cares. For some reason, if you're three minutes late to a two-hour meeting, everybody's on top of you. So there's some great natural nuances that came out of having the five-minute phone calls. But the real idea is to utilize lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in everything you do. But it also prioritizes your discussion because you have a two hour, you know, you, everybody consumes a lot of time. If you give you five minutes, well, I'm going to use five minutes. You give me two hours. I'm going to figure out how to use two hours. Therefore, it also prioritizes the discussion. What's the most important thing we can say right now? And so I appreciate we're in the and we're now visiting with you because we're past the five minutes, which is kind of cool. Well, I do have a rule. The, it's called 520 rule because I will give 20 minute interviews or 20 minute meetings for anyone that comes here to the stadium or to the wind to my office there in the lobby, my podcast studio there as well, or my studio in Orange County. So come on out for 20 minutes. I'll meet with you as well, because after 20 minutes, we're just visiting. We're just visiting. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, one of the questions I have for you is you know, you, our definition of success changes throughout our, our life. And I, I'm wondering, compare your definition of success from 10, 15 years ago to maybe how you define it today. What a great question. I'm so surprised more people don't ask it. So my definition of success was easy. I was defined by my bank account. So seven, eight, nine figures, that determined my success. I was a millionaire nine months out of law school, a multimillionaire, you know, over 10 figures at one time. That defined my success and my happiness. Money bought love and happiness in my life. The currency, the object of energy that put into the flow to get what I wanted. So I defined my success by my bank account. And today, I define my success by enjoying how much do I enjoy the consistent, everyday, persistent, without quit pursuit of my potential. See, my success is how consistent, persistent, and pursuit I am of my best. And that's why I have a very simple philosophy of doing my best, learning lessons, and having fun. I think understanding that pain, setbacks, failure, mistakes, are just indicators that you have a better place to be. You see, too many people think that God is punishing them when they don't get what they want. And instead, we're promoted and protected. And I'll give you an example. You know, I talked about, and it doesn't have to be God, by the way, right? I'm not religious in any way. I just believe there's a higher source, a higher self. So for me, if I was three years old and reached out to touch a stove, my mom's never hit a kid in her life, but she would slap my hand and scream at me. 
And if she slapped my hand, I would cry. And I'd ask her, why are you punishing me, mom? I thought you were, you know, a pacifist, a nonviolent woman. How dare you? How could you slap me? Now, why would you punish? She's not punishing me. She's promoting and protecting me. So when you look at a business opportunity, a closing, for example, I can't tell you, you know, I've done a multi billions of dollars in real estate. And even in my own personal life, my wife crying to me, you know, we lost our dream house. Oh my God, no more dream house. And guess what? God was protecting me. The dream house had mold or there was some bad dealing, or there was a better house that all of a sudden came on the, the market. And all of a sudden the, you know, the punishment of, you know, if falling out of escrow relieved itself into a greater good. And this happens every single day, but you need to have the right definition of that success. And the consistent, persistent pursuit of your greatest potential. The other funny thing is I've, I've said that to people, close peers that I know could pick that up and they, it like blows their mind. They're like, oh, that makes so much sense. I love it. I mean, all this simple stuff, right? Like make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. People say, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. David, what are you excited about right now? Oh, I am so blessed. I'm just so excited about number one, my health. To be 53 years old and be as healthy as I am, more healthy than when I was 33, 43 is exciting. I'm more excited about even my family. We're thriving. Uh, my wife, my 11-year-old, my three daughters, uh, and my mom. And then, of course, all the activity I get paid for uh, is the third thing I'm most excited. I've got a big new streaming deal uh, that we're going to announce for my TV shows I have, you know, 10 podcasts I do a week. The playbook is not only Entrepreneur, the playbook, but sports and entertainment with Blue Wire, the playbook. I have books, speaking, coaching. I did a mastermind on Meltzer Island, just got back at midnight yesterday. So my very first one of those down in the British Virgin Islands. I am just so blessed for all of these things. And even to be here with you guys, so appreciative. I, I'm so appreciative. I, I do a 14-day gratitude challenge because I know how gratitude has gotten me, you know, back up and through and to where I'm at today. So if anyone wants to join the gratitude challenge, get the guides books that come with it. And even a signed copy of my book, I'll pay for the book and shipping. Join the 14 day gratitude challenge. Email me David at dmeltzer.com. I can change your life for free. Yeah. So uh, guests have told us that our listeners are one of the most active out of any podcast they've been on. So when you when we tell them to do something, they're going to do it. Right. So you guys right check on. out check out David. Uh, he's got an awesome amount of resources, a great guy. Check out his story and just follow him. So let people know exactly how to get that that gratitude channel, David, again, and how people can find out more about you. Well, you can always Google me. I'm really accessible. So David Meltzer at David Meltzer on every platform. But I love people to email me directly, david at dmeltzer.com. I'm always available. You want to set up a five-minute phone call, just reach out, david at dmeltzer.com. I can't wait to come back, hopefully bring you guys to a game here. Thank you for being one of my 1,000, 1,000 times a thousands, a million, a million times a thousands, a billion. We could change the world together, this collective consciousness of goodness. Thank you so much. This is why I love David. He's a super successful guy. In fact, his office is in a freaking football stadium, okay? For people who can't see this on YouTube right now, he is literally, his background was, what stadium was that? Rams, so right? SoFi Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So beautiful, right? I thought it was a green screen. No, not a green screen. So this guy is like super successful, yet he is down to earth, humble human being 
with a gigantic mission to basically make everybody happy, you know? And then we talked about that, that happiness does not necessarily come from the outside, right? There's only, I mean, money is not going to make you happy from the, it's not going to make you content. And so I really like that perspective. I also like how his definition of, man, his definition of success is, is awesome, right? The consistent, persistent pursuit of my best potential, that is success, meaning that you can never really declare success. It's like golf. It's like a lifetime sport. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I talked about in the beginning of the interview, how I had like just basically like simulated retirement. And after listening to David and actually meeting him, that stuck really well with me it was the consistent, persistent pursuit of your greatest potential is really what happiness is. And it's that, it's that gap between where you are and where you expect your, yourself to be. If you think about it, you just went through like a really long day it was challenging at the end of it. You're like, man, that was tough, but you feel fulfilled. And that over and over again, you just crushed the day. You, you had a, a great you know, situation. You see, start seeing rewards or benefits from that. The benefits are, are really fleeting and you never really maintain happiness over a long period of time. It comes in waves. But it's it's all due to that that really that saying and and once I realized that that's when I started to really lean into that hard and so Michael's like dude you work like an animal too like I mean he does also of course but I just had this new chip on my shoulder new appreciation for that once I realized it wasn't about that beach I don't actually love the word happiness for me it connotates more like an up and down. Like happiness to me is really based on external factors that sometimes I can't control, right? Stock market goes up, I'm happy. Stock market goes down, I'm sad. And, and so I have a little bit of a problem with the word happiness. It could just be in my own head. A better word is contentment. The problem I have with the word contentment in the English language is that it implies a certain amount of complacency. And there's a, a German word, Garrett, because I'm originally from Germany, Maybe people don't know this about me, but I'm actually literally originally from Germany. It was my first language. There's a German word called Zufriedenheit. Say that. Zufriedenheit. 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 Zufriedenheit actually is a combination of contentment and aspiration. It's like two sides of the same coin. I really like that because if I combine the consistent, persistent pursuit of my best potential in a state of gratitude, if I combine the two, in my opinion, that is a state of being. That is my best state of being when I'm grateful and I can be grateful if I'm living under a bridge with nothing and I can be grateful if I'm driving your Bentley, okay? I'm grateful in both cases. And from that position of peace and strength to some degree, I can now pursue my best potential. So I love the combination of both. That's a new perspective. I don't think I've heard actually, Michael. That's pretty interesting. But that's a kind of that balance in between. And one of the other things I think probably attributes to, you know, just David's level of energy and, and the way he plays the game, which not everybody does this. There's, you see a lot of people out there that they're, they're always trying to like hide their secrets or they're trying to, you know, do whatever, whatever it is to, to hide what they're doing. And I know, Michael, you're definitely not like that. And so he just goes into everything with an, in, as playing it as an infinite game. Uh, with that abundance mindset, like, hey, my secrets aren't anything special uh, in, a, in a general sense. And uh, there was one instance I remember that, you know, you, you were launching some course or something and I had a, a deck that I created and I was like, I don't want you to give them that deck because that's all, you know, I made that and it's the secret. And you're like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, 
we'll make a better one next time. <laughs> we're always uh, living in that abundance mindset mentality where we're open to sharing. And I think that's really what the culture of this organization has been built on as well. When I look at it, it's just everybody's sharing things. Everybody's, there's so much information out there to really, you know, try to hold back on some of that, not share something because you're afraid someone's going to do this or that, you know, it's still up to those people to do something with it. All you can do is offer the information and uh, that, that you think will help people and see where they take it. And things are always changing all the time. So I love that, you know, David lives inside of that. And once I really, you know, you kind of almost crafted me into to thinking more about that than before, I've seen it make a huge impact on my life. Yeah. I mean, I, as someone once told me that, you know, we tend to hold on to things. That's our, our nature, right? Which that's how we grow up as kids. We want to hold on and mine, 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 right? But someone said, look, you can't receive more if your hands are closed, right? In other words, you have to let go so you can receive more. And that visual was very powerful to me. The other thing I love about people like David is they these guys think so big. Like they think so big. And and I try to think big, but I have a little bit, I have a small mind. You know, some people are like, Michael, you're such a visionary. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I if you look at people like David Meltzer, right, or Jordan Harbinger, or like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, these guys have such a crazy vision. And they're not just dreamers, they actually believe they can make a serious dent in that vision. And they have such a strong belief that they are literally, they go all in on these things. I mean, it's it's crazy. And so I always ask myself, man, how do I expand my thinking, right? How can I think bigger, make a bigger impact than what I'm currently doing? So I love talking to people like David Meltzer. Yeah, I think it's, you know, when you're you're around people like that, like him, that are just doing things on such a big level and you get proximity to people like that, even through this podcast, even for the listeners, you know, you get to learn some of those things. Like someone on this that's listening to this right now is now going to go buy all his books and probably read them. And maybe they'll sign up for his executive coaching or whatever it is, but they're going to get proximity to people that we bring forward that really can make an impact. A mentor doesn't just have to come from someone that you interact with. It can be someone that you listen to all their their content that's out there in their books. That can become a mentor. That is a real thing. You know, whether it's myself or Michael or, or David, you can bring that into your life and you'd be surprised what kind of results you get from doing that. I remember somebody telling me that and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go hard into it. And David was one of the few people that I was, I really connected with. Like I find people that I connect with on that level where I can listen to all their content. Not everybody's like that. Not everybody you can go in and be like, Hey, or maybe you can't, you can't stand the the sound of their voice. It's just not going to hit. For some reason, David connected with me really well. And I, I didn't, I made him kind of my, my mentor in that way. And it was really awesome to see the proximity that I was able to create. And when he said there's no coincidences, that's stuck in my language forever where something seems so coincidental and you're like, there's no way this could be a coincidence. There's not. Yeah, just <laughs> lots I, to think I about. I love that part. I love that. Lots to think about. Uh, you guys listening, watching this right now, I think of this, uh, you know, take some time to reflect on this, take inventory, like you said, and think about some of those things. They're super important. Get your your mind, your heart right. Just a reminder, we're about six weeks, five weeks away from Dealmaker Bootcamp, which is uh, we're the only ones in the world that do this, where we literally simulate your first deal. So if you have not done your first deal yet, you need to be in Orlando. It's uh, at the very end of um, of January in Orlando. 
and go to dealmakerbootcampevent.com or just go to the website, themichaelblank.com and find it there and sign up for that. We basically simulate the passing of an entire deal within a day and a half. It's unbelievable. Your comfort zone will expand significantly. If you're interested in passively investing with us, then we have something for you as well because we want financial freedom for you as well. Our vehicle for doing that is Nighthawk Equity. Uh, Garrett's a partner of mine as well as Drew Niffen. And we are constantly looking for high quality investment. So check us out, nighthawkequity.com. Schedule a call with us. And it's not just a five-minute call, Dave. It's actually could be even a 30-minute call if you'd like. Though maybe we should consider the five-minute call. Just boil it down, Garrett, you know? Uh, so we'd love to have a conversation if you're interested in passively investing in multifamily uh, real estate. Love to have a conversation with you. Wish you all a very Merry Christmas and be grateful for what we all have, our health and our families. And uh, well, gosh, we'll catch you next episode. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault. 